All right, cool. So we're going to get started straight like this. Uh, I guess this is the pop-up podcast. I didn't think I'd be doing any more episodes, but here we are. And uh, I'll introduce the first person who kind of made this episode happen, my, my guy, Preem. What's up with you, man? Chilling, chilling. We uh, was talking one day about business and stuff. You know, I'm a new, I'm new to this whole owning your own business. Come on in, Ray. Um, I'm new to this. You know, I just started my business this year in February. I had my studio. I've been DJing for a long time, but I finally made it legit with my entertainment company. And um, Preem is what he calls a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing this for a while. I'll let him talk about all that in a minute. I got my guy Warren here, uh, another serial entrepreneur, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, He's been doing it since I've known him back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And uh, we got the lady of the night, yeah. CC Styles in the building, running yes. her business. I'm gonna let them <laughs> introduce themselves. Prem, we're gonna start with you. You yeah, talk man. as um, much as you want. Prem, say what you serial want. Serial entrepreneur. I have uh, my hands in a little bit of everything. Um, real estate. I just franchised something called Small Cakes, um, cupcakes, ice cream. Um, I revive hair barbershop, Burlington, mm-hmm. New Jersey. I'm one of the investors. Um, makeup store in Ghana, Africa. Uh, what else? What else? What else? There's so much, man. So much. Sometimes I just be like, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. It's kind of like, all right, what else? What else? I know it's a couple other things, right. but you said hush money. Yeah, hush money clothing. Yeah, hush money clothing. That, that's, that's that's my love right there because it's, it's a lifestyle brand. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. I'm just into. I'm, I like. I love investing in my friends. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, if I see that you have a passion and you're really working hard towards it, I kind of like just sit back and watch you for a while, just mm. to see what you're doing, okay. and then. If I realize that you need help, that's when I come in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can offer financial support and mm-hmm. also guidance on, you know, some things not to do, some things what to do. Right. You know what I mean? And and I also have a, a team of people who I've been working with for years, and I can bring them on board to help, uh, you know, push the business further. So, yeah, that, that, that's a little bit about me. After you know this podcast, your inbox is going to be full. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, oh, my <laughs> God. Saying, no, I got this business opportunity. Right? My, my inbox is full now. He say he like, provides financial. Oh, like, I'm like, in there. I'm right, like, right now. But that's a skill in itself, being able to to find the thing that works and putting the money into it, seeing that someone else's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it comes with a lot of... You know, a lot of failure too sometimes. Yeah. But that's that's business. Yeah. You yeah. win right. some, you lose some. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. you gotta be okay with that side of it too. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Facts. Yeah. All right, my guy Warren. Yeah, so I'm Warren Prescott. Um, I own a company called Imagination Digital. Um, I actually started in real estate too. I was the youngest agent in New Jersey. Um, started at eighteen. My eighteenth birthday started selling property. So um I got back in, started a real estate company. We flip, we do a lot of stuff. Well, we're a digital marketing agency. Um, we build apps, we build websites, and everything that we build, we build it with the thought process of how are we going to sell yeah. um, and how is it going to bring in revenue. So it's pretty much what I do. I make sure that I'm able to build something that I can drive revenue to yeah. and make sure that your company makes money. So, you know, we're masters at bringing in new clients. That's pretty much what we do. So yeah. I'm an exact opposite of Prem. Uh, you could bring me ideas, uh, give you some guidance, but you're not getting my money. You know, it's funny, like you said that, because I hear new ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they sound great, but what I've realized from doing business myself is that it's the person. It's not really the idea. No, you're right. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I, I made some mistakes. Like I said, I made yeah. some mistakes where I invested in the wrong person. Yeah. And yeah. when 
their passion died down. Yep. So did my money. Yep. yep. So I'm like, yo, how you you just gonna take my bread and yeah, yeah. and just mm-hmm. I quit? Yeah, because how, how do you do that? Yeah. But like you said, it's not theirs. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. So, but yeah. if you are passionate, then I'll listen to your ideas. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> CC. Hey, what's up? My name is CC. Sierra Desper. I'm a salon owner of Omnitrust's Salon, along with Omnitrust's Extensions, and now recently Omnitrust's Hair Care, where okay. I have a distributing company where we go salon to salon, and uh, they use our products for their back bar. So as opposed nice. to selling to the consumer as like just someone off the streets, I'm actually selling to the hair salons themselves. Okay. Um, oh. Also, and uh, I dibbled a little bit in real estate. I actually closed my first property on the 31st. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. So on the 31st, I'll be closing on my first property. And um, I'm just looking to actually start a new uh, investment in capital for women entrepreneurs. All right. Okay. So, so that's what I'm into right now. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you I know like what's that. funny? I've actually followed you on Instagram, Omnitrust. And we looked at your company a couple of times um, and use it as an example of what you should be doing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's dope. That's so funny. That. I got to pull up my Instagram. Now. That's <laughs> super dope. Like, I heard of that company. <laughs> that's cool. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I don't really have a format for this. I uh, kind of want to just maybe talk about your experiences with starting your businesses. I know y'all have the most. Um, I'm pointing at Preem and Warren. And uh, Cece, I know you had your trials and tribulations getting your business started. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm kind of here just to learn. So yeah. uh, I'm going to start with Preem. I don't know if you ever, have you ever worked 9 to 5 or you always worked for yourself? You know, I, I, worked, I worked 9 to 5 uh I work. I worked. I worked. So, but then I also be, yeah, yeah. What? me. I I took the street route. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, it's I don't hide my past from nothing. Right. You know what I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I out here. I hustled. You know what I mean? I made my money, and then it got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm smart. I look at the examples before me. This doesn't end well. Yeah. Right. Right. It right. almost didn't end well for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I caught a fed case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they killed my brother. Those guys who killed him turned around and said, I was a kingpin somewhere. And I'm oh, like, wow. what are you talking Whoa. about? Right. And then it, it turned bad. But, you know, um, things, things it, didn't, it didn't go that way. You know what I mean? I got spared. And yeah. then, um, so I said, you know what? I got I to gotta change. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, I saved up a couple of dollars and then I started putting my money to work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I went down to Atlanta 2011, bought houses. Mm-hmm. Just nice. didn't know the first thing about real estate. Yeah. Right. The market crashed. And I just, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't got nothing to lose. Right. You know what I mean? I just went out there and bought me houses I can buy with the money I had. Yeah. And made it work. Mm -hmm. So I think the hardest part for me was just really, and I still struggle with it now still sometimes, it's really just putting your own money up. Mm -hmm. And if it don't work, now what? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like this shit might, this is my last dollar. Mm -hmm. And I'm really putting it behind an idea (laughs) that nobody else believes in but me. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you really gotta, you really gotta, I wouldn't even say believe. You got to know inside you that right. I'm going to make this shit happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, where right. I'm at right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moment I told my wife I'm quitting my job, that, <laughs> that's what it was like. It's scary, man. Yeah, it really is. I was but... worried that she wasn't going to believe, but she didn't even blink, man. Yeah. So She knew. She was waiting for you. Shout out to her for that. Yeah. Listen, she was yeah. like, do it. Yeah. That, make it work. That's great. And that, that's a very important part, having a strong woman behind you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, having a strong yeah. woman behind you. Definitely helps. It definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think um, for this industry, just being an entrepreneur, being the strong woman is is sometimes difficult because yeah. um, sometimes you have to play that role. You know, there are I believe in roles. Yeah. I believe in gender roles, even though they're trying to get rid of them. But mm. I believe in them. Yeah, and I believe there is a place for a woman to be at home and working and things like that and trying to find a balance because my brain is going 24-7. Gotcha, at yeah. night, I think the most. So now I'm up mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking about how I can do this and how can I do that. But I still have to cook and I still have to clean mm. yeah, and yeah. trying to find that balance which is really hard but then I see that there are women that come to me because they want to be in my position they want to work hard and I'm mm-hmm. thinking about them mm-hmm. so sometimes it's like choosing other people over my family and how do I get that balance so yeah. I do understand not only uh, being entrepreneur but trying to be that strong supportive woman of your man at all times right, and it right. can be very very hard yeah absolutely very, very hard. Yeah, yeah definitely so what was the transition for you um for me you know what it was it was actually it was almost the opposite because I had great paying job, um, but they I, I was working with um, you know a daily deal company. I won't say the name for whatever reason, but um, my goal, like my what I had to maintain, was one hundred eighty six thousand dollars a month net. So I had to make them one hundred eighty six thousand dollars net profit every single month, and they were paying me half of that one month. So I started looking at like, okay, if I can generate this type of revenue for somebody else and all they're giving me is a phone and a computer, (laughs) you know, it's not like they had a dope setup or anything that I couldn't do. It was like, this isn't anything that I can't do, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that was the thing. I'm like, I'm already making the money. I'm just not keeping it. That was the worst part, you know, and I mean, I do believe that not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur and some people, you know, they're meant to work a job, um, you know, but you should be passionate about what you do and love what you do. And so I'm like, I'm generating this money for these people and I love what I do and it just came down to being not afraid anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'm more afraid of making them a million dollars next year than me jumping out of here and not because if I do half, I'm good. You know, it's great to make eighty thousand dollars a year, but you could live on forty, you know, at some point in the beginning. You know, exactly. So I'd rather live on forty on my own terms than make them one hundred eighty six thousand every month on their terms. And I mean, I believe that people don't quit their jobs; they quit their bosses. And I definitely had a dick boss, and it was, you know, it went. That makes it so much. Yeah, it was. It was so, you know, it was like, and then after that, and you know what? And then once I jumped out. I think that what scared me more is having to go back. Gotcha. I was like, yeah. yo, like I right. get anxiety thinking about having to go to somebody's Failure. work. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you I know? went back. I quit my job and went back to work and yeah. then quit again. <laughs> so oh, I'm on my second. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to ask I my wife, "Can I quit, quit twice?" Right. right. Yeah. 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 And the first time I went back was. Because we got pregnant and yeah, everything. I was yeah. like, all right, let me. Right, yeah. But then it was getting go. in the way of what I'm trying to do. So yeah. I had to do it again. And yeah. now here I am. And you know what? Your daughter's not going to remember this. No. You right. know what I mean? She's going to enjoy the benefits five years later when she's, you know, seven. You can go to every basketball game, every right, football right. game, whatever. She's not going to remember when you were one years, when she was one years old, that daddy was, you know, in the lab cooking up, trying to make it happen. You know right, what I mean? Right. Or, you know, y'all, she's eating the same thing regardless. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing. So that's the way I look at it. Like first generation, do it, this the time to right, do it. Right, you know, first generational wealth has it the hardest. Oh, you know what I mean? no, you are absolutely right. So, but I mean, when you think about it, like ten years from now, nobody's gonna remember. Yo, you, grandpa was grinding or yeah, daddy right. was grinding. Yeah. They're gonna be like, yo, daddy is a boss, yeah, and I could be matters. a boss. You right. know what I mean? And that's it. And to me, that that is doing this. Uh, 
small cakes running this business with my family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I posted a video of my daughter actually running my whole store. Yeah. And the, the video, it keep, it's like, it's up to like 9,000 views right yeah. now on Facebook. Yeah. Everybody keeps sharing it. Dope, man. Everybody's, I got so many inboxes right now. People yeah. want to come and interview me. Right. And it, it's like, interview her because it's like, to me, it was important of doing this for, actually for her. Yep. Yep. To show her, mm-hmm. like, you know, your dad's working very hard for right, you. Right, right. And I want to also put my daughter in position. Mm-hmm. I can't go around calling myself a boss, right. but my daughter got to ask somebody else for a exactly. job. Right. Exactly. I'm not a boss then. Exactly. So it's yep. like, you know what? I had to do this for my family. Mm-hmm. This one, this business was for my family. Yeah, yeah. So and it's like, I even showed me for her, it, it it's maturing her mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she's now she's dealing with customers right she had to learn customer service yep, yep. she's taking money it showed her mm-hmm. in the video the yeah. lady gave her too much money yeah she instantly she noticed it, it and yeah. gave it back to her right so it's like integrity it's like yeah, she's not yeah. trying to beat people right and right, it, right, it's right. such a i see i'm like this is this wow. is what it's about mm-hmm. for me it like is. it yep. makes me it made me so happy like yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but even though you know starting starting a business is hard, man. Yeah. You got oh, you yeah. got some struggles. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she's yeah. like you said, she's it's not even gonna remember that. She don't even a, see it's that. A lot of struggles. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I had to do just recently in my business and just having the brick and mortar itself open for two years is like I had to step back. Mm-hmm. I, today I'm googling how to start a business because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. I needed to make sure that I dotted my eyes and I crossed my T's in for order real. to now grow. Because right. yeah. right, I'm right. seeing myself in a position to grow, but I need the right foundation. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I need to make sure my accountant is right. I need to make sure that my financial advisor is in place. I need to make sure my banker, I walk in, my bankers know my name. Uh-huh. And these are the things that people don't understand. You need to build relationships oh, and yeah, have right, a great network right. before you do anything. Yeah. So I was going any and everywhere uh, that I could, even with South Jersey, South Jersey business, mm-hmm. any being a part of any network, doing meet mm-hmm. up with real estate, yeah, yeah. just going, knowing nothing, but just showing up, meeting people yeah, that's doing yeah. stuff. And it really takes that. What I find people that say they want to be entrepreneurs, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to They do don't want to no. get up. They For don't want to go nah. do something different, get mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this entire journey is uncomfortable and it's scary. You don't know that all the money I just took and saved, if it's actually going to, to make it, but I know it's going to make yeah. me some money because it has to make right. me some yeah. money. Yeah. Or there's been times where I had to make a decision. Do I pay, you know, the business bills before mm-hmm. I pay at home bills? Yeah. And yeah. I have yeah. paid business first yeah. because now people are depending on me to make their to run a business is not even about me anymore. It's not right. Oh my right. God! Right. Just keep talking right now. I have to yeah. make sure there are families that yep. are depending mm-hmm. on me that come in every day. The yep. doors has to be open, yeah. and I have to make sure of that that the doors are open at every given time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have to make sure that the doors are open at all times. And so now it's no longer about me. It's no longer about can I get this or can I get that. And then what I what I said to myself today is like the more wealth that I gain, the less that I want materialistic things. Like yeah, yeah. when I didn't have money, yeah. I want Gucci. Yeah, 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 Chanel, yeah, all of that. Yeah, but now, yeah. now I'm building wealth. I don't want that. Yeah. I want more wealth. I want right. it for my family and for right. my friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's more important mm-hmm. to me as I grow older and I mature. That it's no longer about, oh, hey, my name's Sierra. I got a business. Right. It's, it's cute. Yeah. But it's, it ain't that cute yeah. when the yeah. bills are due on the first no. and the third day of that's the That's the side people don't understand. <laughs> they don't. Like right. what you just said, it's not even about you no more. Mm-hmm. I went through that recently because having my store. During the summertime, you know, from my store, right. it drops off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I had to I had to cut hours. Yeah. And it hurt me mm-hmm. right. that mm-hmm. my employees was really Yeah. You know, I really depend on these hours. Yeah. Like you you really it's affecting my family. Right, and right, it, right. It bothered me so much, mm-hmm. I was just like 
it put me in a bad yeah. space, yeah. man. Yeah, so I had to think outside the box, like, oh, what can I do to get my employees more hours? Right. right so right. I started coming up with different ideas, right, like going right. to festivals. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. All right, all right, well, mm-hmm. the people ain't coming in the store. We gotta go to where they at. Right. right. So right. going to festivals. Yeah. All right, well, look, y'all working the festival today. Mm-hmm. You yeah. wanted more hours? You outside in yeah. 110 degree weather. Right. right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But it, I had to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to feed y'all families. So like you said, it's not even about me no more. It's like. That, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I like you said, every, I, I think everybody that. wants to be a boss, not an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it really right. comes down to. Yeah. The yeah. entrepreneur is the ugly side of it. Don't get me wrong. You know, we all talk about the bad sides of it or, you know, the ugly sides are the hard part. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's fun. Yeah, like we, that's yeah. that's why we do it because yeah, we love yes. what we do. You're constantly like, solving like, the problem. Middle of the struggle. Yeah, that's constantly, still, it's still constantly. like you know yeah. the fact yeah. that you have a problem to solve is kind the, of yeah, the fun yes. part. You know what <laughs> I mean? And that's the thing. It's like I, I used to tell people all the time. Like I think you know as entrepreneurs we're masochists. Like we just like pain. Yeah. We always even when you're good you're like okay what can I do better? You got to be a little off more? to sign up for this. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to be. It's not safe. It's not you know. But I mean and that's the that's the you know the fun part about it. And I look at. You know, for me, it's funny because I had this conversation. We were talking about strong women. And, you know, I had this conversation with my wife um, because I don't believe, especially first generational wealth, I think it's hard for you to achieve um, that legacy when you give your kids options and really tell them they can be whatever you want. Yeah. Like to me, I had to think about it and That's I was thought about like like Donald Trump's kids couldn't be whatever they wanted. Nope. Like if Donald Trump's kids wanted to be a doctor, he would say, okay, we're going to go buy a hospital. Yeah. You could be a doctor for a little bit and then you're going to run this hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they had to run the family business. You know what I mean? And so for me now, it's about what do I do and what do I put into my child's life so that she loves what we do yeah. because she's got to be part of it. She's got to take the baton and run with it. You know what I mean? And so at that point, you know, I have to instill something and I don't want to make her do it, of course. You know what I mean? Right. But I want her to want to do it. So, you know, it's just really about that exposure. That's you, where you, I'm you, at right now. That's right. Um, all of this that I'm doing has been since I was like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I knew, oh, I'm not working for somebody else for right. 30 years. That never sounded right to me. Right, right. And uh, I didn't know what route I was going to take. I just mm-hmm. knew I wasn't going to work. So now I'm finally in a, like, I see the path. Like, yeah. all right, this is it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that everything I'm doing will, I can help teach my daughter mm-hmm. that she can take this route if mm-hmm. she wants, or she can go like right. either way works, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to force it on her. Like, I don't expect her to run my studio. Right, right, right. 10 years no, from now. But if she not. wants to, mm-hmm. I'm going to teach her everything I know. Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to learn as much as I can so I can kind of regurgitate what I'm learning to her right. so she can find her own path. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, whatever path it is, I'm yeah. going to support it financially any way I can. Right, right. But um, I definitely knew at an early age that nine to fives for 40 yeah. years or whatever, that yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah. What, here what, we are. What he said, I'm reading a book I posted it on my Instagram a little while ago. It's called Family Fortune. Mm-hmm. And it takes you on an inside look of the wealthiest families right. and how they run the, their family structure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what it is. Yep. You don't have an option. Right. This is our family legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's either you're in mm-hmm. or you're yeah. out. Right, right. Because right. we don't sell to nobody. You right. never sell your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it you know, it's it's a it's really like a mindset. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you don't buy into the family's mindset, mm-hmm. you're really shunned from the family. Yeah. Because yeah. what we have going on is bigger than anything mm-hmm. you can possibly want to do. Yeah. I mean, the thing is there's so many things within 
business that you can do. Yeah. That you can literally, you know, you could be a marketer, you could be a graphic designer, you know, in my yeah, business, yeah, yeah. you know, you could be a marketer. Could be, and then especially because we're serial entrepreneurs, uh-huh. you know, you could be in real estate, you could be in marketing, yeah. you could be in cars. It doesn't really matter. Anything that I'm doing that I'm touching, I'm going to touch enough so that you have options. But gotcha. the reality is, is that, and even if you want to work for someone for a little bit, you know what I mean? You're going to have that option. But the reality is, is I think that what we're instilling in our children, they know that they're not supposed to work for someone. And uh-huh. so because right. they know that they're not supposed to work for someone, they won't want to in the exactly. first place. Because right. there's really no reason to. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's the way when, when you really look at it, like, you know, we, my mentor believes in something um, called kingdom living. You know what I mean? He's always talking about kingdom living and right. kingdom principles, right. you know. And how could you build a kingdom if someone was leaving, if, if one of the princes or one of the kings or one of the queens or one of the princesses was leaving, Leaving the kingdom and just going and working in the fields. Yeah. You know, that would never work. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's not where you want to. Nobody likes to be in the field. Nope. It's, just, <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Unless, you know, third generation wealth can be what they want because they have that, you know, we have money in the bank and yeah, we can yeah, live yeah, off yeah, of it. Yeah. And, you know, right. the money that we make, we don't have to. But, yeah. you know, first and second generation, like I said, first has it the hardest and second has it the hardest after that because they really don't have a choice. They have to take that baton and run with it exactly. some way. Yeah, you know what man. I mean? What's interesting is I've met more than one person, not many. Mm-hmm. Who say they like having a nine to five and working for someone because mm-hmm. they know they get this done, they they go home at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and that's all they want. And yeah. I mean that works. That's for, for some, some people. people. It really is. It blows my mind. Well, we need them. No, no, right. we, right. exactly. we, we need, need them. them. Like, we need come them work for me. Exactly. But it's just so crazy that I mean, this is just I guess human nature. It's just how we can be so different. Just from one person to the next, and it's yeah. like there's no way that I can do it. I, and my biggest thing when I spoke to my wife about quitting my job and everything was, my happiness was the most important thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just not happy. Like I don't, the money and all that we'll figure out. You know, I know right. that you have to deal with that, yeah. but my happiness is most important. If yeah. I can do what makes me happy and make money mm-hmm. while doing it, yeah. that's like heaven yeah. to me. So. And you know what? Also, I think that it, you know it comes down to like for instance. You know, there's some people who, like, I, I know two people who are just, they were born to be teachers, you know. Yeah. I, I love them, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't need it. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's their purpose. They're, they're they purpose. know their purpose. And that's what it is. So when you find your purpose, that really makes the difference, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, and so they don't care. You know, there's we have a teacher, elementary school teacher in Lawnside, um, Dr. Johnson, and um, I can say his name because he's a great guy. And this dude... He's pro- he he literally has he lives in Philly and he catches the train and walks two miles to school every single day yeah. and has done this for thirty years. He just let you. He's there's dedicated. no question if he loves being. It's his calling, right? And he's right. the best teacher I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and he's found his purpose, and that's what that's what makes him happy. You yeah. Know right. what I mean? yeah. So I think that the difference is is when you, you are fulfilling your purpose. That's that's what you're supposed to do. But some people stay at a job for that false sense of security. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, I get a paycheck every week, and they don't realize how many businesses. Go and that out is of nice. Business. Knowing you're getting a check every week is extremely nice. It is, but you, but, it's, <laughs> but, but you got to think about it. It's a false sense of security. Right. I mean, right. think about it. 20 years ago, no one thought Kmart was going to go out of business or Sears. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And so you could be the biggest Kmart exec and now you're out of job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, people believe that jobs can't go out of business and so they're always going to get a paycheck, but it's not the Especially case. in this day and age, oh, jobs yeah. are folding more than yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Giant corporations are folding. Yep. 
Yeah. Like, in in industries. I mean, I remember, like I said, you know, we're both in real estate. You remember in 2009, you're talking about, you know, having the doors open. I remember people who work for mortgage companies and they literally will walk up to the door and pull it like, yes, it opened today because they weren't sure. You know, so many mortgage companies folded in a matter of days um, in 2009. I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. Yeah, me neither. The housing market, it was just, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. kind of young, so I don't, kinda, <laughs> you know, I remember, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I see, the thing, I wouldn't have never known until I just I just started going out to Atlanta so much. Mm-hmm. Just right. just going down there, and yeah. I'm looking at all my cuts. I'm like, I make more money than all y'all, yeah. right. but I don't live like none of y'all yeah. right. back in Jersey. Yeah. Like, right. Right. how can y'all afford these houses? Right. And they Still like, like that. what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. like, bruh, have yeah. you, you know what's going on out here? Right. And I'm like, nah. I started looking. True story. My first house I bought out there, I was looking on, I was online, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I saw a three bedroom condo, mm-hmm. two bathroom, 2,100 square feet, but it had no pictures. Right. I said, the bid started at 5,000. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm on it. <laughs> then I called the, I was calling the lady, stalking the lady, yeah. and then she was like, look, bid 9,002, the house is yours. Yeah. So I'm like, $9,200. Yeah. This condo's mine. Right. Yes. I don't even care what it looks right. like. Right. I'm buying it. Yeah. I bought it. Man, I flew down there the next day. I had to put about seven thousand dollars into it, uh-huh. but I have a three bedroom, two yeah. bedroom condo yeah. for six. Yeah, yeah, yep. all together about sixteen. Right. Yeah. Fixed it up, rented it out for eight hundred dollars a month. Yep. Man, yep. I made my money back in like two years. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like finding deals like that. I just mm-hmm. went out there and bought as many as I can buy instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is real. But you know what? You said something important, two years, right? And yeah. that's the thing that I see that most people, especially now, they want instant gratification, right? right? They want to open up their business today, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. drive a Mercedes tomorrow. Yep. No. <laughs> you no. know, and so if they make a little bit of Mercedes money, oh, they're spending it and getting that Mercedes. Yep. You know right. what I mean? They don't think about that two years from that now. Grind. Right? That grind. You know what I mean? And Those that's ups the and thing, downs, right? man. And so, you know, it's a, it's a snowball effect that, you know, that we have. And that's what creates successful business. But I see so many black owned businesses that go out of business just as quickly as they come into business because of that reason. The moment yeah. they start making money, they don't re- reinvest back into the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They the really thing. don't. I see that all the time of yeah. not reinvesting. And I, I'm the person that will keep taking everything and not pay myself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, see, you're going to be miserable if you don't pay. You yeah. have to pay yourself. Because you I'm like, yeah, I'll find means other ways or yeah. whatever. But um, you definitely have to pay yourself. And a lot of things that I do see, too, is we're, as black people, open up the same businesses. Yeah. That like, is, I just whoa, did some research huge. just to look at. That's everything. What are we Speaking not of barbershops. doing? Mm-hmm. Barbershops. No, I, I said it should oh, yeah. never be another barbershop like, in Burlington County. Period. Hair salon ever again. Like I'm tired. I'm so tired. But other cultures are like that. Other cultures are like we don't need you to be a hairstylist right. for the family. Right. No, you're going to school to be mm-hmm. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You're going to school to be a doctor. Yeah. Like we have to di- diversify. Yeah, we, we have do. to diversify. In our community. Yeah. Because yeah. if not, we're yeah. going to keep going outside well, you, our community. You know what it is? It's, it's, again, most people, unfortunately, especially in our communities, don't do their research. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, right. All right, I can get a loan. I can open up a business. Yep. Right. I got a little bit of cash. Let me open up a business. What do I know how to do? I know how to cut hair, so I'm opening up a barbershop. Right. I know there's 10 barbershops in this area, but yeah. I'm going to open up one. You know, I see it from a marketing end. More, it's funny. So I'll, t- I'll share with you guys a story. So I have, um, and you guys can actually put your businesses on there. Um, I have a website called Green Book. 
right? Okay. I went down to the African American Museum in DC. If mm-hmm. you haven't gone, definitely go. Fact. It's the classiest museum I have ever been to. And yeah. I've been to muse- every museum in Philadelphia, every museum in DC, and it's the classiest museum I've ever seen. And it, our history is there, and you don't even realize it, right? So mm-hmm. there was a guy named Hugo Green who had the Negro Traveler's Guide. It was like AAA or Yelp yeah. for black people, right? And what it was was in 1940, he knew that it was dangerous for us to travel down south and stop at the wrong places to eat or sleep or get gotcha. gas. So he created a traveler's guide for us, and it was all businesses that it was that were a safe haven for black people. Gotcha. Right? So you know, I seen that and I thought it was amazing. I was like, we definitely need something like this. You know, in this day and age, you yeah. know, everybody has these black business directories, and and they all look horrible. Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest things that I see and I hear from black people is, oh well, black owned businesses are ghetto or they're bad, they run badly. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are some. Yeah, I, I hate but, that. But but at the same time, my best clients are black owned yep. businesses. Right. And I've dealt, like I said, I, I've literally dealt with hundreds of businesses a year, yeah. and my best clients are black owned businesses. Yeah. And so. For us, we set out to build something that could showcase the best black-owned businesses. Gotcha. Right? So we advertise on competing um, companies all the time. So we ran our company on Yelp yeah. to see you know, how many clients it would bring us. Well, we track everything. And so we ran two campaigns on Yelp. cost us about $4,000 for right. three months. And we saw 27 people come to our website, look around our website, go to our contact page, start to fill out the form, stop, and go to our team page, see that it was a black-owned company, and then not and then, really. Mm. You can twenty seven. Oh, I can see everything. Twenty seven people, right? So then, when it came for me to pay my bill for Yelp, guy calls me up and he says, "Warren, um, you know, I just wanted to see how everything's going." I was like, "I'm glad you called me. Let me show you something." So I show him the analytics. I don't even say anything. I just show him the analytics, and he looks at it. and He goes, "Hmm. So, um." We're going to give you a refund. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because 20 said we literally got no business and it pissed me off so much that I was like, because here's the the reason why it pissed me off. And I'm sure. And this is a question I actually have for you guys. So the reason why it pissed me off so much, because the first thing I thought was I need to take my picture off my website. Mm -hmm. But now you shouldn't have to do that. I I worked damn hard for this business. I built this business from scratch and now I got to pretend like someone else that doesn't look like me owns it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I've done that for a while. That's where my name comes from. I'm the trusted. So Mm -hmm. when I first got out of here at school, I I decided I wanted to go to uh, all Caucasian Mm -hmm. salon. I wanted to diversify myself. I understand that they understood business. Mm -hmm. They do it well. And I want to get it and take it back to my community. So before I left hair school, I went and worked at a salon. I worked mm-hmm. there for about two years. Mm-hmm. What they did was they had structure from the beginning, mm-hmm. apprenticeship yeah. and everything. Yeah. So then when it was time for me to open up my own business, I never had to learn how to do African American hair. Yeah. So then I went to an African American salon um, and then I learned there. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got the name from, which is called Omni, which means all, and yeah. trusted means lots of hair. Gotcha. And I wanted my salon to be very diverse. Gotcha. And even though that was my passion, that's what I wanted, because when I was at the uh, Caucasian salon, they would ask me questions. They were mm-hmm. very intrigued yeah. by something. Sometimes we think it's their root, but sometimes just ignorance. They just yep. don't know. It is. They just it is. do not yep. know. Yep. And don't. sometimes it's just like, yeah. you know what, look past their ignorance mm-hmm. and just really tell them yeah. what's really going on. Yeah. And though it's not as diversified as I want it to be, and mm-hmm. one day I, I hope that it would be, mm-hmm. but I did lose myself at trying to diversify yeah. something. I was yeah. like, I wanted it to be, you know, 
black, white, mm-hmm. Haitian, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Right. But then I was like, but I, I was losing me at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like, if you don't like me for me, that's okay. Right. But then I found a, my niche in the Jewish community mm-hmm. that loves me. Yeah. I have a huge Jewish clientele mm-hmm. that I actually don't come to me. I'm actually coming to you. Mm-hmm. I come to their houses yeah. and I give mm-hmm. them house calls. I do house calls and they yeah. treat me amazing. Yeah, I mean, dope. and mm-hmm. I found the niche so it's easy. So I still keep you know, at what I believe in and what mm-hmm. I want to do, but I'm just doing it a little different. Right. Now, so it's, it's funny because it's a little bit easier for you because they have to see you, right? Yes. But the question is, like, for you, for your cupcake place, you're in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I, know that area. <laughs> I yeah. know that area. So do, you know, have you ever thought about, especially in the beginning, like, maybe I don't want them to know that this is black-owned? Oh, yeah. I just had no <laughs> choice. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's still funny. I made a post on Facebook. Like, yeah. sometimes people walk in, they look at my store, and they be like, and then they ask for to speak to the owner sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when I come out the back, right. they, you, the face yes. on these older yes. white right. men yes. is yes. like, <laughs> this is yours? Right. It's like, right. damn it, yeah, we let one in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's just not too, out there, it's just not right. too many Definitely of us. Not. You know what I'm saying? No. So it, it, it's one of those things where I thought about it for a while, but yeah. it was like, it's nothing I can do. Like, yeah. my daughter's going to be working here. And you know what I mean? You know, the mother of my child's going to be working that's, here. It's, and it's so funny because, like I said, for me, I felt like in the beginning it impeded my business. Yeah. Like I won't get clients because they know that a young black man owns this business. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. true. But what I realized was that there was enough people who wanted to work with a young black man mm-hmm. or didn't care what color I was because yeah, I'm yeah. making the money exactly. um, that I didn't have to hide it anymore. But mm-hmm. I see so many businesses struggle with that. Yeah, you know? no, you're and that's right. the thing. And it's like, as a people, it's funny because we could be so proud, but at the same time, so worried about what people think. Right. Yeah, you know you're absolutely I mean? right. And that's the, it's so weird, you know what I mean? And so for me, you know, now whenever I, and I was one of the first people I, you know, you said you go to networking events, which I applaud you on that because I went and then I hated doing it for so, like, it was like, yeah. for some reason, I started to buy into what other people were saying, even though it wasn't my reality. And so yeah. it became my reality. Right. So gotcha. people say, oh, black-owned businesses don't pay well or this or that. And so I would think that, and so I wouldn't deal with black-owned businesses. Yeah. And then it would become my reality when I did deal with them. But when I changed my thought process and was like, you know what? My best clientele is black because yeah. they, I can be real with them. I can go meet with them dressed just like I am, mm-hmm. right. and they don't care. Yeah, yeah. You they know understand. I mean? and, and, and on top of that, I like them. You're right. And so now they're my best clientele, and we don't have to, you know, put on airs to meet. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I, it's it's just interesting. It's, that. It's, uh, yeah. it's so many. I look at it. It's having having this uh, small cakes. It's it showed it showed me a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But one of them, I was telling a couple of friends of mine. I said sometimes it hurts that sometimes I feel like our people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of us. Yeah. Not, not saying all. Yeah. yeah. You don't understand. Um, Sometimes business, yeah, really. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I have a gourmet. Mm-hmm. My shop is gourmet. It's, yeah, it's a gourmet yeah. cupcake. Right, right. I, I charged four dollars a cupcake. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you can't afford it, I understand. Mm-hmm. It's right. not for you. Right, 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 right. But it's like you come in. Mm-hmm. Ah, why you why you charge so much? <laughs> and then you know it's like it is like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you, you see my? You see where I'm at? Yeah. You see right, the complex right. I'm in? And, like, it's, and it's true. Do you understand how much how, how my rent right, is? Right. I right. literally just had that a hash out with a client. Like, see, you charge too much. Your price is going up. But I'm like, 
I can, it's, it's one thing if I didn't continue education. I'm going right. and I'm paying $1,000 for classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm educating my yeah, staff. Yeah, right. I'm, bringing, I'm bringing things that you guys don't have. Like, right. I, my salon is nice as hell. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it is beautiful. You yeah. can't go somewhere. And we're very efficient, effective, and you're in and out. You're not sitting with us right, all day right, long. Right, right. You so have you, to yeah, pay for that. You're going to pay for that. You have to pay for that. And then there's a flip side when... You know, before I got the salon, I was working out my little Willenboro garage, yeah. doing hair, shampooing them out mm-hmm. the sink. Mm-hmm. There were people literally telling me, don't open your business. Mm-hmm. There were black women yeah. telling me, why would you move? Yeah. Why yeah. would you leave here? This is just fine. You mm-hmm. can, this is okay. Yeah. This yeah. is enough for you. Yeah. I could not believe that. Mm-hmm. While I'm and going, the thing doing about that calls, is they think they're helping you. Yeah. They think they're saving you. From like failure. <laughs> doing, well, yes. you know what? I don't even. That's funny because I just don't. don't they, they don't see your vision. They don't right. see it, and, and that was okay. That. But and they have limitations on themselves. With right. these Jewish right. women, yeah. and they're pushing me, and they're giving me the knowledge. Yeah. they're giving me the smarts. I'm learning from these Jewish women, yeah, yeah, yeah. telling me, "Go ahead, keep going, don't yeah. stop." And my own people are telling me, "Stop, what are right. you doing?" Like, yeah. That was enough. the most heartbreak that I had. Well, um, just becoming an entrepreneur, like I oh, couldn't believe that they did that. Like, how could you? Like, I'm you. Like, you should be proud of me because you should. It's fear. It's yeah. It's, it's fear, fear. It and insecurity. And, yeah, it, yeah. But you know, the, and they know your price. Jewish people, right? They're like, I'm not gonna be able to afford. Yeah, I keep you where they can afford you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think a lot of it though is funny because I see a lot of it is, is insecurity. You know, right. I and you know, I, I'm I'm a person who likes to. I like toys. You know what I mean? Right. I, I drive nice cars. I love cars. And, I know I saw them nice cars when I was pulling up. I said, Oh, what day? That's my thing. So you know. But it's funny because, again, you know, I have people who tell me, and, and, and I don't want to limit it to black people because it's not. That's yeah, the yeah, crazy yeah. thing. Right. People will tell you, you know, oh, don't don't drive that car because if you're driving a nice car, people don't think that, you know, you're charging them too much. And, and here's the thing. I'm not charging you too much. You're getting a discount because I'm constantly bettering my business. You right. know what I mean? That's the thing. So if I'm the best, I should charge like the best. Right. And that's what we all want to aspire to. We all want to aspire to be the best. So why shouldn't we charge like the best? But I think that the insecurity comes in that if you do it, and they don't. Right. They're like, well, she comes from where I come from. Right. She doesn't have anything. She didn't have any start that was better than my start, but she did it and I didn't. Right. So now that looks bad on me. That's right. They're putting yeah, their man. limitations on you. Yeah. And I hate yeah. when people do that. Yeah, and it's difficult because, and I've been DJing for a little over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had a friend of mine actually come up to me, uh, not recently, but a few years ago. And she was like, I remember she lived across the street from me. Mm-hmm. She said, I remember you DJing in your garage every day for mm-hmm. like, years or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like she's one of the few people who understand the work that I put in Right. so if I tell her my price she doesn't argue with me but I go to somebody else I had someone call me about two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and they said uh, first of all this was for it was a Tuesday this was for a gig on Wednesday Mm -hmm. the next day Mm -hmm. for six hours Mm -hmm. so I said all right, listen I charge 100 an hour Mm -hmm. I'm only going to charge you 400 Mm -hmm. she said oh that's too much I said okay and hung up yeah yeah I'm not. I'm exactly. not about to do this with you. And that's exactly what you yeah. should do. And I'm, I, it took me the longest time because, especially for our people, mm-hmm. right. I want to help them out. I know right. they can't afford it. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But I put in the work for mm-hmm. ten years. Yeah. I've done all my free and discounted gigs. I've practiced. I've studied this craft. Mm-hmm. I'm still studying. Yeah. yeah, I'm better today than I was yesterday right, at right. it. Yeah. And. I'm not going to lower my price anymore. And, and, I do not do discounts anymore with my DJing business. Yeah, I just yeah. don't because. Especially in situations like that, people don't understand what a DJ, last minute stuff. One, I probably have something planned that I got to move. Mm-hmm. Two, you want me to come set up all my equipment, DJ for six hours, mm-hmm. and then break down everything. 
I'm not doing it for less than my price. Right. Like I, yeah. I'm giving you two hundred dollars off yeah. for no reason. Yeah. I, I did that just because <laughs> you know what? I'm not making no money yeah. tomorrow. Let me at least go make four hundred. Yeah, that may she, sound good to her, and she still said it was too much. But All you right, know cool. what? So here's the thing: you you can't afford to discount, not just for you, but you're not helping her by discounting your prices right. because what you're doing is you're allowing her to continue a negative behavior. Yep. Right. And, that, and, and it, it took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, and because it circulates through our whole community, do you know that 98% of black-owned businesses are one-owner businesses? I mean, one-employee businesses? Yep. So... 98% of the black owned businesses out there have no employees, mm-hmm. right? And it's be, they, and they can't afford to have employees yep. because when it comes down to it, our people want a discount and then we give them the discount. Mm-hmm. And if you and never it's flourish, your business. Right, it's hurting your business. business. So if you never flourish, how can you hire employees? Right. And here's the thing, we need you to hire employees because we know that you are a great business. So as a great business, I should want to I should want to see you succeed mm-hmm. so that, yeah, you know what? Now you can hire someone who may be at a lower price. I can't get the boss at the best price. Right. But you know what? Exactly. I might be able to get the person who's next to the boss or who's I, been taught by the boss. That's what I'm hoping to do with my entertainment and, and business. I want to add more DJs on nice. and have like apprentice DJs. Right. Right. Like, Listen, if you yep. can't afford 100 an hour, I have a DJ who might not be as good. Exactly. But he's 50 an hour. And, and that's you what it's, and here's the thing. That not as good might not be as good as you, but, he but it still might be still good. Yeah. No, exactly. 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 Right. exactly. But that yeah. has happened to the the hair salon industry. Not to knock anybody hustle, but no. the fifty dollars sewings mm-hmm. came in and destroyed our industry. Mm-hmm. Before you couldn't even get a sewing in for four, for less than four hundred. Now we're down to fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. would never see. You would never see why people do that. Yeah. They yeah. would never in a million years take something that was once a thousand and now make it a hundred dollars. Yeah. And yeah. the problem with it is it works because I'm not going to put any names out there, but there was a DJ who was coming up when I was in college mm-hmm. and he was doing all the college parties for $150. Right. And all the DJs hated him. Yeah. But every college was booking him. Yeah. He is yeah. a very okay. well-known DJ now. He yeah. worked his way up and it worked for yeah, him. It worked for him. Right. But it killed everybody it, it, it else because now you can't charge but yeah. Yeah. But you know what's funny though? Yeah. To the entire community. We yeah. always think about ourselves. What mm-hmm. what? How does this affect the community? Exactly. Yeah. And fucking the market about up. that. Yeah. It tears yeah. up the market, yeah. Yeah. which tears up the community while all the Jews are sitting by. They're having conversations. This is what I'm doing. Right. Is it okay? Yeah. Like they're yeah. having conversations with one another amongst mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. I can't even go. I, one of my clients will go down the street to a salon and make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Don't try to snatch my client. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, uh, you hit the wrong salon, go down there. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, we don't do a service here. Go to the salon down the street and try yeah. them out. Yeah. Then you're going to try to take my client out. I don't even understand that. But I have such a little client. They they, they be mad <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, like, do you yeah. know? I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I just yeah. charge it to the game. Yeah, but <laughs> as, you know what? It comes down to a lack of education in our community when it comes down to Like, for instance, it's funny we talked about salon because I deal with a lot of hair salons, right? right? And so um, I had a young lady, I'm not going to say her name because, again, it's a very well-known salon, and she was talking about a nail salon that was black-owned. Right. And she was like, yeah, I can't believe she's trying to charge those prices over there. You know, and I said, well, you do know how economics worked and how money circulates in our community, right? And she was like, yeah. And I said, well, you know, won't you tell me? And she couldn't really explain it. She was like, well, all I know is that, you know, she's charging a dollar fifty then more than anybody else who has these nail salons. So I'm just going to go to, you know, Mailing because, you know, I need my little pennies. And I said, well, think about this for a second. You charge a premium. 
So how is it that you charge a premium and you want people to pay it, but then you won't go pay a premium mm-hmm. at another black-owned place? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that's the thing is, and that's it, the worst. How do you a business is. owner and <laughs> right, and, and you know, trying to slight other business right. owners? Right, and like, that's if the you thing. don't own a business, I kind of understand because you, yeah, like, you don't right. get it. If, right. you, if right. you own but, one, you should have more empathy yes. for what's right. really right. going well, you on. Know, right. And you should know, and you should really have a great knowledge of how business works, yeah. not just how your business works. Exactly, and that's where it comes down to economics. And a lot of people don't know. And again, like I said, I applaud you because you're rethinking about all right you know you're two years in but you're rethinking about how do i start a business and that's exactly how we have to because it's not enough to know how to run your business you have to know how business works in order to expand in order to put employees on and in order to be able to work with other businesses in your industry and too many of us don't do that we say okay i'm happy just to have my business out here Mm -hmm. have my name on a shingle have my name on the door and a business card and i'm done yeah yeah yeah. see that's that's where i'm at i'm trying to learn business yeah. not yeah. just yeah. a to. studio or yeah. DJ yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean it makes a big difference how business yeah, yeah. Works. speaking of that but it's, one of the questions is what advice would y'all give um, people who want to start a business like what are some of your key mm-hmm. key things that you know what this is what you really need to do right, right, you know right. what I mean like mm. um, for me it would be so I I have a startup an internet startup yeah. right so I went and worked at an internet startup I actually worked at two like I said before I started my company I went and worked at two daily deal companies because I looked at every internet startup out there and every internet startup out there has started with or was funded by other internet startups. You gotcha. look at Facebook and it was an old PayPal guys. You look at YouTube and Half.com, it was a brother and a sister and they both worked at eBay. Mm-hmm. So when it's all said and done, all of these guys did the same thing. They got paid to learn. Yeah. So that's what I went and did. So I said, okay, where can I go and work that will pay me mm-hmm. but still give me a skill that I can take with me? Gotcha. And so if you can, even if you got to take a pay cut, and I did, I took a pay cut. I was working in a mortgage company at 22 mortgage licenses. It was heyday. So, you know, mortgage yeah, business yeah. is popping. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It's time to go. And I'm glad that I did because the mortgage business went under in 2008. Exactly. And I was already on to the next thing. I was already at another company being paid to learn those same things that I would later on use in my business. Right. So if you can, I would say, you know, find somewhere to get paid to learn. If you can't, find some type of apprenticeship, like you were saying, um, some type of mentorship. Do something for free. Um, my mentor, um, it's funny because he had a business and... He, he, was, he owned a mortgage company, um, and I got with him because I drove him to Atlantic City every night. That's yeah. how I got with him. I could not get any of his time. I would just go hang out at his house trying to get, like, 10 minutes and talk to him. Like, Mike, I want to talk to you about this. Mike, I want to talk to you about that. And, you know, he'd be like, oh, you know, all right, give me 10 minutes. And he just never would have the time. But I know if I could get him in the car yeah, yeah. that he would have time. So he would be headed down to Atlantic City. I'd be like, yo, Mike, I'll drive you down to Atlantic City. So I drove him down to Atlantic City probably hundreds of times, you know, and that's how I stole his time just for away. those jewels. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and I mean, it is invaluable. And today, you know, he's my best friend. He's the godfather of my daughter. Um, and he's my mentor. And I mean, I tell people all the time, he took me to baller school. Like, I thought that I knew what I was doing until I met him and understood the difference between rich and wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. So, I mean, you you have to find that mentorship somewhere. And if you can't, in the beginning when I couldn't, I used to read. You know, I would read as much as I possibly could. I didn't know anybody. You know, none of my family went to college. None of my family was entrepreneurs. So I would just read as many books as I could. And 
how I felt. Like, I need a book had, list from you before yeah. you go. <laughs> right. I got along with them, man. But how I found Mike is he actually found me. I was talking at church about a book that I read, and he heard me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I read that book, too, and just started a conversation. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So that would be my, my advice. How about For you? me, I would say uh, your purpose, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so cliche, but one of the things about it was I knew I was more than just a hairstylist. I knew mm-hmm. I was a female, but a female entrepreneur. And my goal was also to not just keep that to myself but bring it to other women yeah. so for me it just was like understanding why I'm doing it because it gets rough and when it gets rough go right on back to your reason why when it gets hard and you crying at night go right back to your reason why and that'll really keep you and get you and help you to endure all the obstacles and trials and tribulations that you'll actually go through yeah. um, and so I just say like what's your purpose why are you doing it and mm-hmm. who are you doing it for and mm-hmm. who's getting the glory out of all of this like yeah, is yeah. it you or is it somebody else's right. to help somebody like yeah. why you know, and I love the book Start With Why because mm-hmm. that really brings me to a place to understanding why I do what I do and how I do, how to do it. Once I know why, I can understand how. Yeah. And it just makes it a lot more easier. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I would kind of uh, piggyback off of him. Uh, where I'm at right now, I think is I'm learning that I need to surround myself with the right people, right mm-hmm. like-minded people. And that's part of the reason I want to do this podcast because mm-hmm. um, I've seen over the last few years as I've gone into this that I have lost some friends, and I can see probably a few more I'm going to oh, lose. Oh, yeah, you're going to lose a couple. And um, <laughs> I'm actually gaining more. Me and Warren have been talking more than we have in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I definitely want to plug into him some more. I hope me and you get together more and talk more. See, I definitely want to start a podcast with you. We're yes. going to get these uh, happy hours going at her shop again. <laughs> yes. And uh, I just, I would say, try to plug into anybody who you know is like-minded who's going to push you forward and nobody anybody that's going to hold you back or anybody that's bringing any kind of negative energy i'm a real big energy person Mm -hmm. let them go yeah it's not worth it quickly especially once you have a child for me that was the thing where it's like all right now's the time like yeah everything is about the future moving forward anybody else can go nobody's safe but my wife my child my mother my father and my sister that's about it anybody else you Mm -hmm. you bring the wrong energy i gotta go yeah yeah definitely Oh, that's that's real, yeah. yeah. Now I'm pretty much like, um, y'all kind of hit everything I was already thinking. Yeah. yeah. The number one for me is learn the basics. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. whatever you're doing, yep. Yep. you have to not even learn it, Research. master mm-hmm. right. the basics, yeah. and then from there you can build on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then other one is I, I I go around and tell people build your own championship team. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. figure out your role players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And start adding those pieces, man. Yeah. Yep. Start because. Yep. They're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna come a point where you're gonna have to call on them. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of already have these people right. in their position. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm gonna need you eventually. Right, so right. No, yeah. Those are right. those are my two things. Yeah. You know what I mean? right. yeah. Super, super dope convo. We about 50 minutes in. I think that's good for the. Yes. We're gonna do this again. So I'll yeah, say for the first episode. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate y'all coming through. Definitely. Thanks for having me. And, Thanks uh, for having me. If y'all want to plug anything, I know we talked yes, about your business. Yes. Yes. I am Omni Tresses Salon, Omni Tresses, all on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also Sierra Desper, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so find me at uh, omnitresses.com if you want to book your appointment. And we're located um 6025 Pinsock in New Jersey. Dope. All right. I'm, um, you can find me Small Cakes MD. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 2641 Reva Road. I revive hair, 913 Sunset Road, Burlington, New Jersey. You can follow me on Instagram, Hush Money Preem. Facebook, Javon Ali. Um, what else? Hush, <laughs> Hush Money Clothing. 
and on Instagram and Facebook and hushmoneyclothing.com. Cool. All right. I'm uh, K Prescott Realty. I'm on Instagram um, and Imagination Digital on Instagram. Um, anything you guys are looking for, property wise, real estate wise, we work with first time home buyers, um, flips, investments, anybody losing a property, just give me a call. Nice. Cool. Nice. And y'all already know me. I go by many names uh, DJ Royalty on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Ace of Space Stew is my uh, Facebook and Instagram name. If you need any studio time for podcasts, uh, voiceovers, commercials, artists, recordings, mixing, mastering, everything, hit me up. Uh, 609-444-9343. And that's it. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. And pay that man his money. He just yes. did my wife's birthday party. He did a phenomenal job. Appreciate pay that it. man Appreciate his it. money. <laughs>